Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping to the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Murph, Coach Pace, and Coach Natty T. Phoning in as he is traveling. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, so we're going to get right into it because, you know, on the Coach's Box, we legit. You know what I'm saying? So we got Coach's Box, box Insiders. You know what I'm saying? So Coach Natty T., uh, we're going to start with this Ime Udoka situation that has just really blown up over the last day and a half. And so, uh, Coach Natty T, what what are your thoughts? What what, are, what is um, the information you're able to share about the situation? Yeah. So, and if there's any noise in the background, I apologize. I'm I'm on a train headed home from from New York, so. This week, I had the pleasure of going to the league offices for some work-related um, business. So, of course, the time I go is when this story breaks out. So it was a fun trip. Um, first thing I got to say is that press conference, if y'all saw it, complete and utter BS. Mm-hmm. All the way around. Um. I think pretty much all the details of the story will come out eventually. Um, I I don't know about a timeline on it, but it's going to come out eventually. So I can't give names or too much details because I want to keep my job. I ain't trying to get sued myself. That's right. But long story short, Ime is just a little horny. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and um mm-hmm. there there's there's multiple 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 uh females involved or female staffers involved i'll just say that and the fact that you doga is the head coach and the majority of them are subordinates to him from a reporting structure that's kind of the issue that we're having right now mm-hmm. um now not to absolve Ime, but Boston Celtics, they a bunch of liars, man. Just straight up. <laughs> so Brad Stevens, you know, acting like he's he was about to cry during the press conference and saying, oh, you know, he's mad about the, you know, how certain names were brought up on social media because it was unfair. Well, Boston, you guys leaked the story, and I know that for a fact. They denied it at the press conference because they have to, because legally that would be a nightmare for them. But they're the ones that leaked the story. So if you really cared about your female employees, you would have just kept that in-house. Plain and simple. So don't come crying afterwards. Um, Here's another lie. The owner, when asked, how did they come to the conclusion of the year suspension? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know, we had a diverse group of people. We came together and then we came up with this punishment and it felt right. right. That's a lie. Boy. They gave Ime Udoka the choice. They said, you can either be fired and you get some of your money. You can resign and get some of your money, or we can cut your salary in half for this year and suspend you, and then we'll reevaluate at the end of the season. 
So that's what Ime Udoka chose. Mm. Now, you all are smart people. <laughs> Why in the hell would you let somebody choose their punishment? Right. Right. When the tone of that whole press conference was, oh, you know, this is this is so egregious and this is so bad, but you know, we're gonna give him a year suspension and we don't know what's gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Quit lying. And the other thing is too, and again, not to absolve Ime Udoka, but they're just trying to embarrass him. That's what this whole thing is about. That's why they leak the story. Um, and that's why he's kind of in limbo because he's suspended. The story has come out, but he can't really find another job or do anything like that. They pretty he's they still have his rights essentially. Mm-hmm. So at the end of next year, they can kind of just they kind of have all the cards as far as his career is concerned. So that's a lie. Um, what else did they lie about in that interview? Oh, so I don't know if you caught this, James. I know you um, saw the press conference, but when asked earlier about you know how they came to the decision of uh, you know suspending him for a year, the owner said, "Well, you know we've." had situations like this in the past and we've dealt with it and we're dealing with it now. Right. Okay. Mm. Notice towards the end, they asked him again. They said, how did you come up with this year's suspension? He said, it's unprecedented. You just said <laughs> you dealt with it in the past. How is it unprecedented now? Mm-hmm. That's a lie. So just sharing that information with y'all, you know what I mean? Just my little investigative skills. Man. Critical thinking skills. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, was, I was like, that that's a total contradiction of what you just said. Yes. Very true. Man. And again, the report said in Boston, the Boston Celtics leaked it this way to say it was a consensual relationship. Right. So that means it's consensual and if it's a violation of team rules. There's at least two people that should be fired or suspended or something. Mm-hmm. But the actions of, of what they did in terms of suspending him for a year and even giving him the choice of his punishment, that don't match up with consensual relationship. Right. And right. they went pretty much every and they went all the way but short of saying sexual harassment. Yeah. Because they were... It was he was literally directly asked that during the press conference. Yep. And he danced all around. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He really danced all around that. Because that was that was my takeaway. Um when I was I was like, wait, so if you have if it's just like a workplace relationship that's against team policy, okay. Eme being the coach, uh, you know, and so being higher up the org chart. Yeah, okay, it makes sense that he has a, a steeper punishment because he should be held to a higher standard being the coach. But I'm like, well, what about what about you know the other person involved? So why why is there nothing going on there? And then that's when that's when I I I I texted the chat like, yo, so there must be something else going on out there that they're not going to tell us because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Like if this is just a if the reports 
were 100 percent true, then it should just be okay. Two people, like you said, two people get punished for 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 breaking team policy. And I'm like, yo, because this because this guy, uh, Stephen A. yelled at on ESPN, <laughs> like this part here, you know, and they got real heated because he was saying this doesn't make sense. Uh, and so it's not blaming anybody, but it's just saying like two and two does not equal four in this equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is. I got to be careful here, but. If and when all of these facts come out, I'm just going to say this. This whole, that one year suspension may not look so good for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There may be questions of why didn't you just fire him straight up? And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Because even as it stands, I, I, I figure like, okay, that is a fireable offense, even as reported. So it's like, why hang on to him for a year and, and everything like that? So the, I, I thought that was fishy. You bringing it up, the fact that they gave him options yep that's that's that happens in other organizations too in other jobs you know like you get an opportunity to resign or an opportunity to take a a a lesser punishment or we just gonna have to let you go i mean but yeah that that whole that whole thing bothered me and and it's like for that to come from boston Mm -hmm. i'm like you set all the women up in your workplace for failure Yep. Because though you didn't type those things on social media where people were dropping names and all that kind of stuff and saying all all kinds of foolishness, though you didn't type those words, you opened up Pandora's box for that to happen. So do you really care about your employees, especially your women employees? Like, like, come on now. And then there were at least two reporters that directly asked them during the press conference about this, about what is the team doing to support, you know, employees uh, to prevent this from happening again? All those kind of questions. And, and to just see that they allowed this whirlwind to occur and didn't really even have much of a plan in place at all when asked about it during the press conference. This goes to show that they don't, they don't care as much as they put on. Well, and here's the last thing I'll say. And this is the other part of it that's very interesting. So part of why I think they're doing it this way, too, is because this has happened before in the Boston Celtics organization mm-hmm. with a coach and, you know, particular female staffers and certain people who are married to the owner. This has happened before in the past. Now, I, I'm not going to drop names but this has happened before. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And, you know, they were just fired. Mm-hmm. There was no long, drawn-out thing. They were just fired. And it was like, oh, okay, he got fired. You could have done the same thing here. And yeah, would have been a little weird. This guy just led you to the finals. But you could have just played that however you wanted to play it. It's like, oh, we had a difference of opinion or, you know, 
we feel like we wanted to go in a different direction. There was a fallout. You could have just left it at that. Mm. But for you to leak. Yeah. Oh, he had a consensual relationship with a staffer, so he might get punishment. As you said, that just opens Pandora's box. So mm. that's, you know, it is what it is. Man, that's that's crazy. 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 Uh, coaches, what, uh, what what are your thoughts about this? Anything to add? And I just got to let this stuff play out. The, the only thing that ever came to mind to me when they did the the year suspension was to, uh, you know, save face a little bit to say, like, we did something, but also analyze the team. So I, I think, like, the team's performance would have deciphered, like, if they took a step back, it's like, okay, well, we took him out for a year so we can bring him back because we know that he's the one that can have this team reach its highest potential. But now it seems as though that since this investigation is a, a lot deeper than what was given, because that was kind of like my first thoughts when they gave out the suspension. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Until you mentioned it was like, oh, yeah, there was nothing done to the, you know, the female counterpart. And I was just like, okay, well, that is kind of weird. But now that I know that it's a lot more to it, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think now. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Coach Pace? Eme is a freakazoid. That's, that's all I really get from this is Eme is a freakazoid. Um, he, listen, he ruined everything with Neil Long. Okay, he needs medical attention. Mm-hmm. That that's really what it comes down. He really needs medical attention because Neil Long is. Yes. But at the end of the day, man, I'm gonna just wait till it play out. My whole opinion on the situation has changed now. Um, since Natty T didn't throw everything in here, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was wondering like why they only mentioned one name. Now it's all making sense now. So let it play out and we'll see where it goes. But. He's he hey he he up there with Deshaun Watson right well. He like a level below Deshaun because Deshaun had way too many issues going on. But he right there. Like we'll, we'll, see, we'll see who's who's in the fold with uh with Eme. Yeah, I mean I would say Eme and Deshaun, you know, they may live in the same subdivision. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Deshaun definitely has the biggest house in that subdivision. There we go. Yeah. He lives like, you know, you got to get through the entire neighborhood and get to the back, and it's like the big house back there. Mm-hmm. That's where Deshaun lives. Like, Emei's probably like, you know, when you first turn in, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is a nice house. Like, he's one of, he's like at the front. He's at the front. But, like, as it goes, you know, as the homes get bigger and bigger, as you go towards the back, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, this is the big houses back here. Like, that's Deshaun Watson in terms of the level of just nastiness. Yeah, they live They live at the corner <laughs> of Robert Sarver Avenue and Brett Favre Place. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brett Favre, Sarver, Donald Sturt, like, they, you know, they got the big houses in the back. Like, Emei's at the front. It's like, oh, yo, this is a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the house keep getting bigger and bigger. Like, oh wow, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of using that analogy, in terms of real estate, you know, because you know, 
as far as real estate, about location, location, location. Mm-hmm. This is just a hot mess, man. And and not not a good look for, for the brothers either. Like man, bro, man. like we can't win. We nah, can't man. Oh, we taking L's, bro. L's. Yeah, man. Cause that that's just not that's just not a good look at all. I mean, and, and what I was saying before the show, you know, when when you know a person of color messes up, uh, especially to this degree. Uh, that we're not even completely, we can't even completely fathom right now because we don't have all the information, but we know it's big. Uh, it messes up opportunities for for other people of color to, to um, you know, get head coaching jobs and stuff like that because uh, we're kind of stereotyped and put on to the same bucket. And as unfair that it is, as it is, uh, that is a reality. And so looking at some of the social ramifications that happen from this too, um, it's just it's just sad to to see that um, come to fruition out of that. I think some people are going to pay the other people that have nothing to do with the situation are going to pay the price for his mistakes, unfortunately. Uh, but man, man, it's good. Well, more to come. You know, we may cover on the next episode or as things unfold, we'll we'll keep it. We'll keep the topic circulating. Um, but I do appreciate folks that have been you know, being vulnerable and talking about this. I appreciate, um, you know, all the women who have come out and talked about this. I appreciate Matt Barnes that, you know, said, hey, you know, I was defending Emei and once I got more information, I changed my mind. So I just wanted to publicly say that, hey, this is how I'm thinking about it now. Uh, Sometimes when you put stuff out there, people will shy away from um, talking about it further, even though they know better now. Or they'll double down just to make it seem like they're not flip-flopping or whatever. But it's like, nah, like as humans, I, I, we have the ability to change our minds based on the new information that we discover. Uh, and so, yeah, um, that's what responsible people do. Well, anything else, Coach Natty T, on this? No, I got nothing. If I if I say any more details, I'll get sued, and you know that'll be my last trip to the NBA offices in New York City. So, which well, we I don't want to keep you inside. Like, we got. We I'm got, trying to stay inside. You know. What I'm <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna just leave it at that. But I, I mean, again, I I don't know about timeline, um, but it you know the details will come out, um, you know at least from a slow leak perspective but as it does then i can reveal more because even with that as you know what get leaks what gets you know leaked to the media is just necessarily how the story teller wants to tell the story mm-hmm. it may not be all the facts so you know as that stuff kind of drips out you know i can kind of at least give direction on what's like phony and what's not yes yes as with the press conference today which was which was perfect the way uh, the fact that you were able to kind of decipher what was bs and what was truth and sounds like a lot of bs going on there yeah like i said i was i mean i was watching it at the nba headquarters with you know my other colleagues that i know it was just it was very it was very interesting so yeah Yep. Well, thank you for joining us, Coach Nighty. We appreciate you, you know, traveling and still joining the show. So 
safe travels home and we'll catch you next time. Yes, sir. Well, I was like, hey, man, with this, with this news, I was like, listen, I got to call in or something. Cause this, this <laughs> <laughs> I got to say something about this. Yeah, for real. Something. yeah, this is too hot. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Y'all be good. All right. Man, appreciate man. It, sir. Yeah. So now we're going to jump into some NFL talk. We did have a game last night. We're not going to spend too much time on this. Cause I was, uh, I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed here. Uh, Browns versus Steelers recap from Thursday night. Man, things was looking pretty good. Trubisky put together a couple good drives, and that was about it for the rest of the game. And it, it was bad. It was bad. But um, Browns beat the Steelers. What were y'all's thoughts from um, last night's game? Um, I, I just think it's about time to, to just go ahead and give Pickett a shot. I, like, at this point, like I went into the season, I felt as though that no matter what, I just knew that Tomlin wasn't going to that he will be better than five hundred. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of like my only expectation for him because he's a great coach. But um, Trubisky just ain't it, and you're better off developing your young guy because I refuse to believe that Trubisky is that much better than Pickett to the point where it's just like. Oh, we're going to ride it out because he, uh, you know, gives us the best potential to win. Because it's like, I mean, do you do you think that Pickett can't win you these games? Plus, it will just help you in the long haul, like maybe even on the back end of the season or early next season, where it's just like, okay, well, now you have, you know, 14 games under your belt. So now I know that I'm expecting to jump next year versus just continue to let him sit and y'all be mediocre, especially not having T.J. Watt. Because I feel as though if you had T.J. Watt, you probably would have had that game. Not You would have had that game. Yeah. So, like, we know what Trubisky is. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we might as well. And plus, you just got to capitalize on the Bengals' struggles right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, give the kid a shot. Exactly. Yeah, Coach Pace, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I was in and out of it. I didn't, I didn't watch it through and through. But um, I just thought, kind of like fourteen. First of all, I feel like in general they scored, they kept up with them. But the problem is, like, like I said, it seems like Trubisky just falls out. We know what he is. Um, he's good for like <laughs> games, but I wouldn't trust him as for a season. Um, so, like Coach Murph said, man, give give Pickett the shot. I feel like he would galvanize the team a little bit better, too, um, with the youth and, you know, stuff like that. Um, they already got um, NFL young boy out at wide receiver, um, George Pickens. George Pickens. Yeah, man, that catch was so crazy last Ooh, night. Oh, boy. Yeah, that catch, was, that catch was crazy. And I was like, yeah, but – um, I just think it's time to, you know, really just get Pickett out there and, and see what he can do. If he, I mean, that's what y'all drafted him for. Plus, I mean, to me, if you're a, a rookie quarterback or just like a quarterback that doesn't get much tick, like as you see from Cooper Rush, like if you're just decent, you you pair decent with, you know, not having much film about a guy – that that gives you an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, 
that could probably be what kind of like, you know, tips the scale a little bit and uh, give y'all, you know, a bit of a, you know, better chance at winning because it's just like, okay, well, if Pickett isn't that far off from Trubisky and then he also has the advantage of there's no NFL film out on him yet, why not? Why not? Yeah. I I agree with y'all on the Pickett thing because I'm like, we know who Mitch Trubisky is. And he could he does have good spurts. His consistency is a big issue. So like they they had a he had a really good second quarter, in particular last night, and put together strung together uh, consecutive drives that ended up in points. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like then it's just like does virtually nothing for the rest of the game. I and it's just kind of a stalemate. Uh, so I look at it in terms of if I have a quarterback, is he leaping off my screen? No. It, does he have a special chemistry with any of the receivers there? No. I would argue that Jacoby Brissett ha- has more chemistry with the Browns receivers and tight end than Mr. Trubisky does with the Pittsburgh receivers and, and stuff. So I, I think it's go ahead and make that switch. I am because what happens is with you not being able to get in scoring position, that puts a lot of pressure on the defense and we, and it's a bad matchup because the Browns, are predicated off wearing you down throughout the course of the game. Like with that, with that like really good offensive line and those two backs that aren't afraid to run between the tackles, they're going to wear you down over the course of four quarters. And we saw that like midway through the uh, third quarter going into the fourth, the Steelers defense was worn down. Like they weren't tackling the same. They, their energy wasn't the same. None of that. Like they they were gassed. And so when you have to do that game after game after game, it's going to catch up with you at some point. And so like y'all say, anything that could create a spark, anything that could get people get that energy back up because they yeah, they are missing TJ. It's it's harder for them to get to the quarterback for sure. It's harder for them to get the pressure. It's harder for them to come off blocks because there's no one that really scares them on the there's no that scares teams on the defensive line anymore. They it's a respect, but they don't scare. They don't fear anybody else on the, the Steelers defensive line. So, and you got a young, you got a young, you know, skills positions like core. So, might as well let them grow with them instead of having Trubisky's old. So, like he's not old, but like you know, compared to everybody else, he is. But um, it, it's just to, time. I about to say it's, they got like a three to five year window before they have to start paying these guys. So they need to, like, build as much chemistry as they can and maybe in, like, the next two, three years, um, y'all might be able to get to the Super Bowl with everybody on rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, you, you make mean, a deep playoff run. I about to say, yeah. it's better now than later because once you have to start paying folk, it's a wrap for all that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a, you know, a wild card win. I don't know about a deep run. Dang, really? Why are you hating like this, bro? They ain't even in your division. <laughs> I'm just saying. Your confidence. Look at it like this. If I'm they saying. can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, well, that's it. If Pickett <laughs> turns out to be a Joe Shiesty, that's that's a that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. You'll never know at this rate. Well, that's a fact too, man. I mean, you, know, you saw that in the Swagger and, and Joe Shiesty back in college. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so man, that that was painful. That was painful to watch at first. But Jacoby Brissett does look good. 
with the team. Uh, so they have a pretty solid thing going there in Cleveland. Uh, holding yeah. down until Watson comes back. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a lot better than I expected. It's kind of like it's not like I expected them to be bad, um, or or like even struggle. It's just kind of like. I don't know. They were just kind of hard to gauge because, I mean, like, yeah, not having Deshaun and going with Jacoby and you just, like, look at the names outside of Trubisky uh, at the quarterback position. Um, You got the Lamar and and Joe. It's just kind of like, Jacoby? (laughs) Okay. Um, But they're actually looking like, I mean, he's playing smart. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, he has – I mean that that running game just just shows this basically just to me, and we'll see until you know week eleven before Deshaun Watson come back in twelve. But exactly why I think Baker Mayfield is overrated because you see how much the run game in that offensive line helps. So you put Baker Mayfield, everybody thinks he's like a world beater. He's high draft pick. You get to the Panthers, and it's like. You're like numbers wise, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. Because Jacoby's barely getting touched out there, man. Like they don't, they probably don't have to wash his jersey, man. He'd be like, oh, I'll wear this next week. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not even getting touched for real, for real. He also don't turn the ball over. Like that's one thing I noticed about Jacoby. Like he ain't go. He might not be a world beater, but like he ain't gonna put you in a situation where defense got to come out on back to back to back possessions. Yeah, like he plays his role. Like I feel as though Baker Mayfield comes out and he's like, I have to be the one to do this. And it's like, no, you know, yeah, it's just, he's like a legit gunslinger, and you you see how how that's working out. So it's like, yeah, because Jacoby made some really good throws just uh, last night. I was like, yo, okay, is that brisket? Is that brisket out there slinging it like that, boy? I'm like, man. Yeah, he look, he looks good. He looks good in this offense. I know he's bounced around a little bit, so I'm happy for him. He, he's holding it down, holding it down for Cleveland. But now we're going to get into some of the meat of this because Coach Pace and I had a chance to watch the games last week together, and there's a lot of hot seats to, to go around here in – so I couldn't wait to get to this part. So we're going to do our hot seat with Coach Pace, and that's going to lead us to our week two reactions. So Coach <coughs> Pace, whose seat is hot going into week three? I'm going to be honest with y'all. It was too many people. So I feel like we all need to pick somebody that's in that. <laughs> too many people. But I'm going to name somebody that was on my fantasy team, okay? <laughs> because there is no way possible that you should be doing. So Hunter Renfro, come to the altar, please. <laughs> what in God's name are you doing? Fumbling on back-to-back plays mm. in overtime. Boy. And then the last one gets returned for a touchdown and you lose the game. And then you want to lay there because you get concussed. Yeah, to sell it. You would think the only thing that was really hurt was his pride. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how. 
All you got to do is hold on to the football. You fumble twice on the same possession. I just. Man. There's him, and then there's the Ravens defense. Boy, don't mm. get me started on that. Go ahead. The go Ravens ahead. defense, you might be 1A. Renfro, you might be 1C. Mm. Yeah. We we going to, because Renfro, you might have lost the game, but you didn't give up 28 points in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I told y'all. Listen, it starts with this. I should have been out there on the strength and conditioning team. That was their first mistake. Everything else has been mediocre ever since. I don't. I just don't understand it. But y'all, 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 please take this one over because I, I don't. I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot about. We had two receivers with ten plus catches, over 150 yards a piece mm-hmm. in multiple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I, boy, okay, I was hot. I was hot over this one because I'm like, it was a little tight, and then Baltimore starting to run away with it, going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, okay, they got this one in the bag. And I'm hot for multiple reasons. First reason is the person I was playing in fantasy football had Tua as their quarterback. Got him like 56 freaking points, right? And he had like, 13 at halftime. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? First of all, cost me the game. Second of all, <coughs> I just don't understand. Like, this is not what's the saying? Like, this is not your 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 daddy's football team. Like, this is not your daddy's Ravens team. Okay. Because their defense is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. How you let Tyreek Hill get behind you twice? Twice. In the same game. Both for touchdowns. So you telling me if I'm Lamar Jackson, I throw for all this yard, like 300 yards, three touchdowns. I run over 100 yards and get a running touchdown. DuVernay returns a kick for a touchdown and we lose. Nah, nah, fam. Nope, not having it. Not having it. That and I don't want to hear any blame on because at the end of the day, going the fourth quarter, you know, the second half, the Ravens offense at least got you 10 more points than they had before. And then your defense gave up damn near 30 points. <laughs> so so what what I don't want to hear blaming the uh the, the offense and Lamar and all that. No, if you have a 20-something point lead going into the fourth quarter. If your quarterback gets you a 20-something point lead going to the fourth quarter, you better close that deal. Your defense needs to be able to close that deal. So, I mean, Lamar balling out this year. He, he uh, If he's on this trajectory, he's going to be high consideration for MVP. He's betting on himself, and I like what I'm seeing from him. I don't like what I'm seeing for the Ravens in general. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That, I don't know. That game was mess. I didn't have that type of fire you have because I had Jalen Waddle on one of my teams. So I was chilling. But (laughs) I mean, I had had Tyreek in another league and I, I won because of that. 
but mm-hmm. it's the principle behind it. It's the and I, the guy I was playing, he had uh, um, in another league and then my paid league, like um, he had to rekill and like it. I kind of well, I came out with the win, but it was mainly because he also had um, Trey Lance, and you know, unfortunately, him getting injured, but it balanced things out a little bit more. Um, especially, you know, having Burrow on my team that's been struggling because his uh, his O line wants him to be killed, apparently. So hey, put him on the hot seat. They on the hot seat too. Bengals offensive line. Oh yeah, Bengals offensive line. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, you all stink. Hot seat. <laughs> like that, the, like, well, for one, I'm going to start off with the Titans because, you know, you let A.J. Brown go, who said that he didn't even want to leave, and now all you have is these teams stacking the box, trying making Derrick Henry look mediocre because everybody knows Ryan Tannehill is trash. Trash. So I feel as though that – I mean, we said it before that we we all believe that Malik Willis will get a start eventually. But, like, at this point, I'm just like, y'all can't do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you can't do nothing. And your defense have been, you know, bad for the past couple seasons. And, you know, not being able to do nothing on offense, you're just making them look even worse. Like, we already knew the type of firepower <laughs> the Bills have, but, like, that was just embarrassing. That game was embarrassing. Down to the Bengals and their O-line. It's like, can the man just, like, have time to breathe? Like, he, I feel as though he stepped back and then he got to, like, tuck and, and run. Like, the fact that you have all these skilled receivers mm-hmm. that have speed and that are, you know, really, really great, you know, well, just really great, like, route runners and stuff. You don't even give them time to get get into breaks before this man is running for his life. It literally looks like every week I'm watching a replay of Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl <laughs> against the Buck. I'm just like, am I am I watching a football game or am I, am I watching like a track meet? Because all I see is Burrow just running around, running around, getting tacked. Like he, the man can't do nothing back there. Nothing. So, like that's horrible. <laughs> horrible. And then I know I picked the Vikings to be one of the teams to, you know, make their way into the playoffs. But I think that game against Philly kind of like sucked the life out of them. And, and I'm seeing some, some losses that may happen, not due because, you know, they're facing better teams, but more so the faith of the quarterback just kind of like sucked the energy out of the team. Cause now it's just kind of like, Hey guys, we're we're a great team from top to bottom, but the, the same kind of feeling that we felt about the Colts with Carson Wentz last year, and then we was excited for Matt Ryan, but we <laughs> who knows what, what's going over there now. But like, this is it for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, man. So, like, I mean, you saw. Justin Jefferson frustrated. I mean, you got Jalen Hurts scored the first touchdown doing the gritty in the end zone. Mm. And the man can't even, he didn't even have, he couldn't even shine on his own because the man, Kirk Cousins had Darius Slay looking like one of the best corners in the league. Yes, that was Kirk's best receiver on Monday night, Darius Slay. 
That man was cooking. So, yeah. hey, but what y'all think about Jonathan Gannon, man? I told y'all. I told y'all. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Hurst looked good. <laughs> really good. Hurst looked really good. That, those, those are my high seasons, those I, three. I was probably less than a point away from losing because Jalen Hurts wanted to get 90-something points. <laughs> it was balling, bro. I <laughs> told you. But guess what? I won. <laughs> I won. That's all that matters up there today. That boy Jalen Hurts is cooking. I'm excited about this team, man. Like, I, I, I still haven't changed my expectations. I feel as though just a, you know, uh, you know first-round win – but uh, I, ju- I just like the, the aura of the team. You just feel the swagger. You feel the di- – like, you just feel – it just feels different. It feels special. So, um, I, I not, like, on the super hype train. Like, a lot of people are saying, like, they're like, oh, Jalen Hurts is a franchise QB. Oh, Jalen Hurts is a top 10 quarterback in this league. I'm like, I ain't trying to hear all that after two weeks. <laughs> Nobody was bugging. Everybody was talking about like, oh, he can't throw. His percentages are down and this and that last year. And the man has two good weeks. And then now you over here trying to put him top 10 and call him the, the <laughs> like a, like the QB of the future for Philly. Like I, I got to see more than that. I like the progression I'm seeing. Right, right. But it's only two games. Only two games. <laughs> like, I know people might be like, oh, but you got his jersey and stuff like that. I Everybody, y'all know, I did not rock what hurts when he was in college. I was pissed when they drafted him. <laughs> it just happened to work its way out as of now, but we'll, still, we'll see if he, you know, stays on this trajectory. But I became a fan of him as more so of of a man than his place like i respect his play style but i just like the way he carries himself and and the how it feels like it's trickling down through the team so that's why i support the man but at the end of the day i don't think he top 10 right <laughs> yeah i mean we got i gotta sit down and think i don't even think he's top 15 like you just got to get the man time like i i think if anything you could probably say this is a top 10 team, but you can't say that Jalen Hurts is top 10 because I think it's a lot more within that that team, you know, offense, defense, and special teams, where it's just like you could probably put in any other quarterback and they can have similar success, at least passing-wise, because, you know, his, his running uh, style and stuff is, you know – on the on the top end of those, you know, he's just probably behind like well definitely behind Lamar, um, Kyler, you know, players like that. So Yeah, man. That was it was a good game by Hurts. I, I was I I'm I'm happy to see him do well. He's a winner and a team leader. Really? So that matters. They they do rally around him. I will I will get that yeah, they winner, do rally around him. Leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better player. That's what he can't do. Lead a team and win consistently. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm excited with what I'm seeing. Like he definitely looks like he, he has the, you know, the team in his hand. He has everybody's support. Um, I tell you. And I mean, and the way they speak of him, you can see that on the field. Like, uh, you know, Darius Slay was on. 
the the pivot talking about how Hertz would go talk to him in the corners and be like, you know, why do certain players do this, this, and that? And like, why do y'all do this during certain, you know, parts of the game, run combination or pass combinations and stuff like that? Um, and you just pretty much try to understand the game. And then you got, you know, Devontae Smith, who's just like, bro, he's just a hard worker. Like, he's one of those players that if he makes a mistake, he's not going to just like brush it off. He's going to learn from it. And then he's going to not make that mistake again. And you can see that. So, you know, man, shout out to my squad, man. Nah, they doing good, man. They doing good. A couple of surprises that crossed my mind were like, because there was several close, close <laughs> games last week. The Jets coming back to beat the Browns there in the fourth quarter. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Like, so I, I know it's just what'd you say? I saw Joe. I saw Joe. <laughs> so now nah, he he had it because actually I think him and Carson Wentz are in the top three passing so far in the NFL. Yeah, but I think that boy Flacco averaging like 38 passes. <laughs> that boy just be slinging. Slinging. I think he threw like 44 passes last game. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he a gunslinger right now, man. I mean, they got bad weapons at, at receivers, so it's just kind of like you. Why not? They do. They do. That was a good game. Yeah, the the Arizona Vegas game. Was, that was crazy. That was crazy game. Kyler look, look. He made he made some good passes in that game. He made some good throws. Uh, it's just you know, he didn't have a good first half, but he bounced back there in the second half so you know hopefully he can put it all together uh in, a, in one game but yeah i mean it was, it was a good week it was a good week for football looking forward to uh to next week now we talked about some fantasy implications from last week let's talk about fantasy for this week all right so start or sit michael thomas at the panthers now michael thomas has got a t- at least one touchdown in the first two games do we start Michael Thomas or do we sit Michael Thomas? You start on man. It, it, it's Michael Thomas. <laughs> you got to start on. Because, oh, that was another t- takeaway. Jameis turned back into Jameis last week. <laughs> Honestly, hey, can we talk about that suspension, man? What, what, first of all, I don't think that uh, Marcus Lattimore should have got ejected. That's just me personally. I think that was kind of like a, that was kind of like a Brady, you know, tuck rule type thing where it's just like oh Marcus Lattimore is locking up Evans as per usual so Evans got frustrated and took it a little bit extra uh when that whole ordeal was going down uh between you know Brady and and Fournette mm-hmm. and Lattimore so it's just like well you know if we take Evans out and we take Lattimore well then that means Lattimore going to lock up whoever's next so we got to get him out too and then now you got, you know, Winston that was just kind of like, you know, back against the wall. And it's like, this is my old team. And then he just started taking unnecessary risks. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, Brady, da, da, da. Like, no, y'all was going to lose that game. <laughs> yeah. If nothing happened and Lattimore stayed in, I, there's no there's no way you can tell me that the Saints was not going to win that game. But that because everything switched after that. Once you got Lattimore off the field and you got to bring in somebody else, that it's not comparable after that. So I think that was that was a bit much. And Evans is soft for that because he can't sit there and tell me like, oh, it's 
you know, I saw him, you know, hit my teammate in the face or, you know, whatever. And I'm just like. Yeah, because he looked at the ref and was like, he was coming at Brady. What do you expect me to do? Yeah, I'm like, how are you going to sit there and be like, he's coming at Brady? Then you want to be like, oh, I just saw his hand, you know, and hit, you know, basically talking about the Fournette situation. I'm like, what did you see? <laughs> he All saw you saw was, oh, there's Lattimore involved. This is my chance to get him. Yep. Like, that's that's all it was. Like, you can't sit – there's nowhere else you can dress that up to make me believe anything different. That was ridiculous. And that was I, – I hated that call that Lattimore had to get taken out the game. Because, I mean, it he didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He was touched first. So, of course, you're going to shove somebody back. But there's shoving matches all the time. And then y'all just going give him, to give him the boot. Yeah. Yeah. That was messed up. That was messed up. Uh, next, the struggling Raiders at the Titans. Do you start or sit Derek Carr? Start on that Titans defense is horrible. I'm about to say they stink. <laughs> <laughs> they are horrible. I feel like this is this is his his big breakout game. He's making me look real bad. He's making me look real bad from my take uh, before the season started. But um, yeah, throw the ball to Darren Waller, please, please. Like, come on, like, did, don't forget what got you here. Like, we we get it. You got Adams, but don't forget about Jacobs. Don't forget about Waller. I mean, you could probably forget about Renfro after <laughs> after the fumbles. <laughs> after that, yeah, don't forget about him. I still got him. Actually, he. <laughs> So he out this week. So forget about him this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about Carson Wentz versus the Eagles? I can't wait for this game. Sit on. You got to sit on. They're going to be on them. They're going to be on them, bro. Start them. Oh. You must be facing somebody that got <laughs> that got <laughs> on the Start them if I'm playing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because he about, he he about to get locked up. I unfortunately it's in Washington. I wish it was in Philly because you already know that Philly was gonna let him have it. I've been to a Philly game, like like at home at Lincoln mm-hmm. Financial Field. They do not play around. So you know, since nobody's really a fan of him out there anymore, and then he's facing Jalen Hurts, who everybody's falling in love with. Um, yeah, they're gonna let him have it for sure. Man. Okay. Now, oh, okay. Here's another hot seat uh, that we forgot. The Indianapolis Colts. What? What? What are they doing? Nothing. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. I do. What's that? They stink. Why are you all making this hard? They're cooked. Darius Leonard ain't playing on defense. They're missing him. They look in disarray. And Matt Ryan is cooked. He needs to retire and stop stealing money from organizations. He stinks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's tough. Like, I there's – I don't even know where you go from here. Like, walking the ocean. At, at this point, you just got to kind of like – because at what point do you just cut bait for Matt Ryan? Like, do you just let him just cook for the whole season? Because now you're just wasting another season. You just wasted two seasons back-to-back. One, 
on Went and then another one on Matt Ryan. Like I definitely expected Matt Ryan to be better than this. Yeah. But, um, and I didn't, and even though that you know Leonard's going to be out, he's he's supposed to be back on um, week five because they put him on IR, so he had to be out for at least four weeks. Uh, but I didn't think that it was going to be that you know big of a of a deal. But since your offense is playing like this, it's just more prevalent that he's not there. <laughs> so on defense, so I'm. Is so along those lines. Jonathan Taylor versus the Chiefs starter sit. Start. Start. Okay. No. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, like he has to. I, yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess you know, I'll say start, but I, I mean, I don't see him being you know less productive than whoever you have at flex so i mean technically i guess you can start on i don't i don't think there's someone there you can't think of three guys on your team that were outperforming hopefully hopefully and lastly christian kirk at the chargers got two touches last Last week and then a touchdown in week one. Starting. Yeah, start. Start. They got a Chargers defense. I mean, yeah, I'm expecting some opportunity. And um, who knows what what Herbert's going to look like. I mean, I, I hear that he's going to be feeling pain in his ribs for like the next six to eight weeks. Oops. So that, that may um, – so it sounds like he's going to play through it. But you know, the first week or two may you know cause some some discomfort. So who knows? Okay, all right, we're starting Christian Kirk. All right, so next we're gonna get in our week three preview. Got some more good games going going uh, on the slate. So Bills at Dolphins. Who wins? Why? Bills. Bills, yeah, I just feel like they're the most uh, complete team that the Dolphins are going to face offensively and defensively. And I, I don't think that, you know, nobody's going to allow, you know, Tariq Kill to get behind them consecutively. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you got to – I think this is going to put a lot of pressure on the Dolphins' defense because they haven't played an offense as potent as the Bills so far. So um, I just think based off of – if you just look at the teams, I mean, they're both good teams, but what set them apart is that you got Tua on one end and you got you got Allen on the other. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just was going to, you know, set – I think, you know, the Bills will win by like 10 to – there'll be two per, uh, possessions, 10 or 14. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, this is an interesting game here. Uh, Lions at Vikings. Lions. Yeah, I think it's about time the Lions get a dub. And like I said, I felt like that that Monday night game is going to show uh, for a, a couple weeks. I'm gonna say they played the Lions played really really hard. Yeah, they played, yeah. they played Philly really hard. They did get the win last week. Yeah, they got the win last week. Yeah. 
But they play they play hard. Like it you ain't it's not no walk in the park when you play the Lions anymore. They might not win games, like you gotta figure out closing out games, but it is not a walk in the park anymore. Yeah. And that's what with Chark being uh irrelevant that game. So I'm expecting him to have a better game mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I agree. It is about the Lions finishing games. They I I know a lot of people made fun of Dan Campbell, especially in one of his first print. You know, press conferences, they're like, who is this dude? Why he talking crazy right now? But, you know, I've been watching it. Hard Knocks. The players do re- re- respond well to him. He seems he has a really good coaching staff. So, I mean, they they are shifting the culture there in Detroit. Bro, uh, Philly's like been on Hard Knocks this year. <laughs> Everything goes back to Philly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, bro. They had the one of the craziest off seasons in the league. Like you don't give them the, I don't give them the the the. the I don't, I don't know. I give them the season. Uh, a, a premier matchup: Packers at Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. I. Bucks. Bucks. All right. These are easy. All right, here we go. Cowboys at Giants. Giants. Dang. I don't. I don't trust Cooper Rush. Uh, listen. The more the more film you get on somebody, the you listen. It, it's cool for a couple of weeks until they actually get film on you, and then the Giants defense ain't bad. So, so y'all, you think the uh, the Giants are legit? They are two and zero right now. But you know they beat up on the Titans and they had they had a good win last week. You think they're legit though? I, I don't define legit. I'm about to say the, the, uh, could they Phillies could the they only, get a playoffs a wild card spot? No. Uh uh-uh. uh Philly's the only legit team in that conference. So I like that. <laughs> Boy. I mean the commanders should be a legit team, but they're wasting people's time over there. So Yes. Okay. We will see. That's going to be a good Monday nighter there. All right. It's time for bet with Coach Murph. How are we going to make our money this weekend? Listen, I ain't going to lie. The dog been – the boy been cold the, these uh, first two weeks. But, you know, you got to give you time – give yourself time to kind of, like, settle in, know these teams. There's some teams that are surprising you that, you know – are being historically bad, like the Colts. But then you got teams that are, you know, looking better uh, than expected, like. Like the Giants. <laughs> like the Giants or, you know, the Browns. Mm-hmm. But as I scroll around and look at these um, these money lines, we already talked about it um, and me selecting the Lions to beat the Vikings. They're uh, plus 215 on the money line. So I think that is a safe pick. You know, Coach Pace already talked about how hard they play. Um, I talked about how I felt like Monday night is going to suck some of the energy out of uh, the Vikings um, because, you know, with when your quarterback is the reason why you're losing games, and you don't have and he's not one of those like he doesn't command the team so it's not like at the after the loss he stood up and was like hey guys you know something like a morale some touching 
you know, speech. He right. can't galvanize the troops. So y'all just going to go back out there and then see him be mediocre again and then be pissed. So uh, there's that. Um, I'm kind of feeling like the Falcons is on the verge of their first dub. They're one of those other teams that uh, they face Seattle this week. And I feel like they're one of those other teams to a lesser degree, like the Lions, that they will battle you until the end. They just can't get the win. So um, I, I would take them. And lastly, um, I think I should bet the spread on the rounds. I think it's about time that they kind of, you know, show off their dominance. And, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the, the spread, the, I, and I say bet the spread because right now the spread is, is 3.5, but I feel as though that they can make this, uh, you know, a, a double digit victory. So, uh, just got Stafford just got to cook up. And plus, we saw what the, the Cardinals had to do last week just to get the win. So, just <laughs> and the, the Rams offense is, you know, well, I guess with Stafford, you can see the difference. So, that their offense is a, a bit better and they have more chemistry. So, Big interception by Jalen Ramsey last week to, to seal the deal. That's why we pay him the big dollars. He shows up sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so those are my three picks for the week. Picks sound pretty good. Like sound pretty good week. to me. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to do it this week, play. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I've been in that cold streak with you, bro. Like, I, man. <sighs> it's, just, it's just like it's just like because like the me a small part of me likes to be like you know what i'm a chill and not bet anything until like week four or after but you because just to give a feel for what these teams really are but then sometimes you just feel like nah, but i think this is doable and the next thing you know boom they let you down it all falls apart they always let you down but who didn't let us down Give a big shout out. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces, WNBA champions, the first Las Vegas professional franchise to win a championship. Uh, so big ups, uh, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, they all bought out. Um, and much respect to the Connecticut Sun because they got a good team too. Uh, but yeah, definitely dope. Um, I want Asia, Asia Wilson to get a, get a ring. So she got her ring now. She got a ring. So congrats to y'all. Asia Wilson is wild. Man, man. Awesome. Listen, if you're trying to have kids, let me know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that, yeah, like, come on. Man. What's wrong with that? <laughs> James won't need along. Jeez. Neil I'm definitely taking a trip to Boston. See, not, see, the, the, difference, the difference is that was off air. You brought it to air. <laughs> 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 Listen, man, I feel like everybody deserves a chance to be happy. And now it's Neil Long's turn. That's James, right. make a move. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I ain't going to be on next week's show because I'm going to be out of town. I might take a, a trip to Boston. So, yeah, go ahead and make that trip. Make that trip. I got you. She need me right now, man. You know what I'm saying? She need me. She's going through a tough yeah, time. I agree. I agree. 1,000%. Yeah. 
All right, (laughs) y'all. Another great show in the books. Uh, So I hope y'all enjoyed this one. On behalf of Coach Pace, Coach Murph, Coach Natty T, y'all have a blessed weekend. You know, stay safe, y'all. Be smart out there. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.